And good afternoon. It's 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM, located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. This is Finding a Voice, a spoken word program airing here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And coming up on the show today going to stick to just one event this week in the first hour from the March 5th and the Journey Continues monthly open mic readings series. You'll hear readings or performances by Renaire DeSmith, Michael Castiles, Clara Langley, Colleen Lyons, Julian Glatt, Samuel, uh, I'm sorry, Samuel Boulay, uh, Boula, I think, is uh, Boyla, I think. And uh, Bob McKenzie and uh, Meg Freer. In the second hour, again from the March 5th open mic, you'll hear readings by Sandra Walton, Alyssa Cooper, Matt Dravenstop, Lyle Miriam, Quentin Kerr, Ken Mann, Alyssa Chisholm, and Carlos Pimienta. This first, though, the usual hourly announcement, occasionally some poetry, spoken word, or music played on this show may contain strong language, but all played in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. I will have a bit of time to share upcoming events and calls for submissions at, uh, I believe, the end of both hours today, so I think I've got a few minutes uh, in each. Uh, But up first, let's go ahead and just jump right into it and uh, coming up first you you're going to hear from again the March 5th and the journey continues open mic in that monthly reading series held at the Elm Cafe here is Rainier DeSmith up next we have Rainier Oh, sure. D, was it? Did the number two cancel? No, there was no number one. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> uh, All right. My devilish scheme. Let failed. me get your last name right, though. Is it DeSmith? DeSmith, you got it. Let's bring him up. Good evening. Um, virgin white paper, poetry reading virgin. So here we go. Uh, I normally hide my poetry behind music and stuff, so. The Mirror. How dare you be like me? How dare you be so plain to see? Catastrophically similar in every way, I've got to say, you piss me off. And yet, as I set my eyes more steadfastly on who you are, I can't bar the thought you are not so far from being a sexy beast. I turn away, I don't know why, shy towards your truth. Reset my gaze, I raise my eyes to yours. You haven't left, you always stayed. Right away I know I'm stuck with you. Open up, open up, open up, open up. The cup is not empty. I have the intent to know your content content to sit deeply. I see you, and I see that you are thirsty too. Forgot my glasses, which is really awesome, because my print is small. I don't know, what are those, 1.5s? A little stronger than that, but it might work for you. 
This is his secret, and I just stole it. All right. The heart of the dance. I do not have a heavy heart, though at times it can feel huge. Pounding like a thousand drums, deep in the jungle of my hopes and dreams, fears and schemes, while out enough now and then to wake the dead, to wake parts of me that have slept through the storms of awakening, learning, discerning. And this day, you ask, well, it throbs out a thunderous rhythm that my whole body dances to and my soul gyrates in bliss. Even my mind taps its mental toes, incapable of resisting this song of freedom within me. Huge, I am. This one's called The Scariest Conversations. The scariest conversations are the ones that feel like they risk everything. These are the bravest conversations as well. Do you fear feeling something? Anything? If not, you might just be an idiot. Just saying. It takes nothing to avoid your heart. It takes everything to look at who you are. Courage that moves mountains and makes a lake of your tears. Why run from what will have you in the end anyway? Talk to yourself, to your beloved, to your life. Courage, friend. It will take you everywhere. Here's the last one. I can find a page. Welcome. This is called relativity. That's nothing to do with Einstein, as far as I know. How fast is too fast? If you see blurs, feel wind pulling at your hair, throwing fear and concern to the four winds. Let go of care while not losing any of your caring. Is that too fast? Pedal to the metal. Let your machine rev as it was built to do. Engine howling in glee, so intense that it locks you in this present moment. Should one cry, safety first, and relieve the pressure on this most excellent and alive moment? No. Knowing the road, knowing the road may run out tomorrow, does one slow down to extend the journey, or does one bear down on the effervescence now, feel the fire of life burn from the inside out, and say, this is just fast enough? Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> That was Renair DeSmith. Let's give him another hand. And you just heard uh, Renair DeSmith at uh, the March 5th, and the journey continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, uh, a performance by Michael Castiles. Up next, Michael Castiles. Let's bring him up. Probably just stand in front of the mic because it might be too hard to do microphone and no microphone on the guitar. So I've been doing a little bit more songwriting than poetry writing lately, so I thought I would play one of my more recent songs. 
And I just put new strings on my guitar last night, so they're all stretching it right now. And I apologize to the people in the front row because I'm going to be projecting to the back row, so... Don't worry. This is a song called uh, My Old Haunt. Michael Castiles, let's give him another hand.
And you just heard Michael Castile's at again, the March 5th, and the journey continues, open mic reading in that monthly series. Again, held at the Elm Cafe. And up next in it, a bit of a prefacer, but uh, here for it, but you're going to hear Clara Langley. What happened that evening is my batteries ran out on the recorder, and I did not realize uh, there was another poet that didn't even get reported, be, uh, recorded because I didn't discover it for about 10 minutes. So I feel so bad that the recorder stopped about a third of the way through uh, uh, the next poet's reading, but at least I was able to capture one of the three incredible poems. But here is... And my apologies to her again. I've already done it in person and via email. But uh, my apologies to Clara Langley. And anyway, you're going to at least hear the first poem she shared that evening. Here she is. Up next, Clara Langley. Let's bring her up. So I have three poems tonight, and they all belong to this project that I'm working on. It's called, um, it's a collection of poems called Many a Silent Mile, and it's uh, all of the thoughts that I have uh, while I'm training to be an aspiring elite runner. So um, the first piece is actually a little bit of a celebratory piece. so recently, for only the second time in my life, I ran 100 miles in the span of a week. Wow. So um, this is called 100 Miles. Of running out and of running back, of loops of my city, 100 miles of laps at the track of running by, becoming the lake, all along the shoreline, 100 miles of what I give and what I take, of running through city, skeleton, Victoria Park, of running in the sunshine, 100 miles of moving in the dark, of running a rhythm, a metronome of pace, of my feet beating the drum, 100 miles of silence taking its place, of running to heal, of running to know, of running to plant peace, each of these 100 miles a seed I sow. And you just heard Clara Langley with at least one of her poems that evening at the March 5th and the journey continues open my reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is See where I'm at. Okay, here is Colleen Lyons. Okay, it's good. All right, hello. Hi. Full room. Full room. Um, I have an announcement. Um, I lost my ribbon. If anyone sees a very thin, small, white ribbon on the ground, it's for my hair, and I came in with it, and it's fallen out since I've arrived. I ripped it out of a book. It was a journal bookmark getting ready today, so I... I have to write a new manifesto. This isn't it. This is still drivel. 
napless. It needs somewhere blameless to splatter. Thank you for your ears. You're gonna get covered in clay. What this? Where do you want it? Just up a millimeter. Up a little. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I wrote this today in the cafe. This one. It's called Brewed Coffee. to write a new manifesto, for I'm performing on repeat. One I wrote when I was 21, the other when I was 23. I've trapped them to my memory to prevent from fumbling through a memo. Who needs now more anxiety than public speaking gives me from the get-go? When I started out, I was so cheap, refused to perform without bare feet, throwing up each napkin sheet in the air after I would read. Now I still amble restlessly, still have a signature warble. Slams tried to beat it out of me, so I avoid them. It's less trouble. I can't control my inflections, so I cannot pass inspection. Carelessly, my quiver trembles, but I still try to earn your affection. I am making slow progress as poetry takes off all protection, but I try to arrive less hectic, put on all my pearls and dresses. Can an artist be respected, or does that part come once they've ended? I haven't had my Armageddon, no, it's been a lucky ride. Lately, really, I've been better, I feel blessed to be alive. Privileged I to be confessing to a room of rueful eyes who roughly do less pretending than the rest of them outside. But that's just a loose estimate, pickled in a poet's pride. Other hindrances we've let in, we shouldn't lose sight. Thank you for joining me tonight, and boy, it's nice to use a mic. I come to bring you all my freshest and fledgling lines. Thank you for joining me tonight. Brewed coffee, Bruce Kaufman, these have the same internal rhyme. <laughs> I can't be the first one to observe, but I'll say it, I have the nerve. I have the gall, I have the verve, I have the gargling absurd. I, have, I am a sad and sappy bird with a green salad of words picked from my garden to be heard, pruned away the ones more damaged, only my freshest saps be served, the rest go hidden in a sandwich. It all ends up in the same place, but before it is erased to the flavorless digestion, let us sample it with dressing, a verbose vinaigretting, volatile I'll be regretting, unrefined and ballsy sharing, all away Philistine scaring, what does all the passion mean, put me in a limousine, sometimes I'm rude and unclean, but I'm a dictionary queen. Last night I looked up the word savant, and that is all I am and want. But to be honest, it's a daunting title to claim for little me, though it fits me to a T. Still my success is mostly haunting. Until I am fully free, make sure the walk can match the talking. I find the benediction calming of a coffee shop at three. Alone beyond the window pane, it's okay to be perceived as strange and place the hatchling on the page. Peaceful prowling, I engage the muse as a scribe, a sage. Oh, but outwardly I'm scowling. There's a dressing room in my brain. I'm aimlessly perusing, browsing, the best preening for the stage, picturing my body bowing. But I miss the curtain call. Carelessly, again, the crowd is abandoning me, empty in the hall. But I find the emptiness arousing. 
I have patience with the ball. The tug is high, the deed is tall. I must be patient indeed, even if production stalls. And then I pick up my handkerchief that I tuck daily under wobbly table. And I go back up to 303. I sleep standing in my stable. I'll carry on if I'm able. Scream first drafts of poetry, await the darling drip of mapley breath of the muse from the elm tree. Thank you. Does Colleen Lyons give her another hand? And that was Colleen Lyons at the March 5th. And the journey continues. Open mic reading in that monthly series. And held at the Elm Cafe, which you heard her mention there as well. Up next in it, here is Jill Glatt. Up next, Jill Glatt. Spring her up. school, French. Um, I'm not familiar with the elementary school kids, the PJs, primary, junior. They're cute, but they're sticky. Um, <laughs> this, this is turning into a stand-up. This is not what I wanted. Um, but I was, I was thinking, of the, one of the classes I was in, they were doing poetry, and the kids were like, mm, I'm not so sure. They, they didn't really know what to expect. Um, and I was thinking of uh, poets that would appeal to them, that I thought they would like. One that I was brainstorming about is Shel Silverstein, who just, I adored as a child. It just sparked my imagination, really made me love writing, made me want to pursue, you know, doing language and literature and all those things. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to read Where the Sidewalk Ends uh, as one of my first poems. There is a place where the sidewalk ends, and before the street begins, and there the grass grows soft and white, and there the sun burns crimson bright, and there the moonbird rests from his flight to cool in the peppermint wind. Let us leave this place where the smoke blows black and the dark street winds and bends. Past the pits where the asphalt flowers grow, we shall walk with a walk that is measured and slow, and watch where the chalk white arrows go to the place where the sidewalk ends. Yes, we'll walk with a walk, that is measured and slow, and will go where the chalk white arrows go. For the children they mark, and the children they know, the place where the sidewalk ends. And I have a couple of short little ones, some old, some new, uh, all untitled. Mythology of the self is a history told through marble friezes, painted faces, bruised knees and calloused hands, a pantheon of virtues and hellhounds. We pay homage to with offerings, first blood, first born, lost love, an obol resting on the tongues of the initiated, able to pass through, pass over, pass on. I lied, this one does have a title. It's called Sydenham. There's nobody here now, just me. 
and the people inside of their homes, which I am standing outside of, and the telephone wires stretched above my head, holding the stars which are nameless and plenty, exhaling mist, I can feel voices from a distant star, within multitudes, solitude. Last one. I deal with possibilities and practicalities. Is it feasible, unreasonable, a whimsicality, or an actuality? Just tell me right now, is this thing that we're doing that I've been avoiding the labeling of, whatever it is that's happening now, is it tangible, infrangible, insensible, perhaps utterly incomprehensible? Like I'm being now, I just want to know so that I can be sure instead of uncertain. Oh wait, too late. Now my logic is sure to disintegrate. <laughs> Jill Glatz, give her another hand. And you did just hear Jill Glatt at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is Samuel, Sam, I don't know why I have trouble with his first name, Samuel Boileau. Now, blaming my eyes and not your handwriting, but it's a name I'm not familiar with. Is it? I'll let you say it here. <laughs> what is it? Uh, my name is uh, Samuel Boileau, B-O-I-L-E-A-U. I have uh, three poems. I'm from Toronto, so I'm new to Kingston. Uh, if any of you guys uh, want to contact me at my email, samuelboileau444 at gmail.com, I'd, I'd love it to go for coffee or go for a walk at the conservatory, perhaps. Thank you. This isn't explicit, it's just kind of intimate, I guess. So, uh, kiss, tongue, lips, hands open from fists to hold you, not to control you. Licks on you, embolden you, prove true in loving you. The eyes I see you through mirror you. Blue is the sky. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. Beauty alive, I realize is truth I know through growth. Sifting sands through my hands is smooth like your body. You're my baby doll. You're my holly. Chocolate and candy, lolly, savor the taste while I'm smoking up my broccoli. Drinks to chase. The tree leaves, the tree's leaves shade you softly. I shall treat your beauty royally. Like a horse and carriage, I'll sweep you up like marriage without the vow. Walk with me now. If you like a kind of dance, then show me how. I take a bow to you. Please show me the new groove. I'll let you move to prove you like a deer you're aloof. Then let me scoop up your body and caress your breasts, pressed up against my chest. Like birds entwined, we are forever blessed. Make love, then let's rest. It's destiny that we are free to love above the sea, below the stars. It's only you I'm thinking of. Four hands together fit like a glove. As they rub a dub and scrub suds, washing you, washing me, honey and tea. Candles made in the wax of the bee. Open shower by the beach, near the sea, breeze flowing through the trees. Scuba diving with a waterproof camera, record all the fish that we saw, 
clownfish, jellyfish, starfish, and stingray draw. Develop the photos and show them off same day. Drive away to the island bar, buy some drinks, picnic with some of our links. Sunset on the horizon of the sea, the epitome of serenity. Feeling free with endless possibilities of food, we are full, the drinks fulfill our needs. Sift around in the reeds, looking for seashells. Bring out the boombox as the night swells. Guitars and drums bring bass and rhythm, the, re the reggae chickum. The beat and precision play till sunlight comes fire burning, keeping us warm as we hug and kiss our loved ones. What a perfect day, a pleasure-filled night. Sunglasses on as we see the sun bright. Hammocks between these trees, coconut water sipping rest and ease. Paradise, so nice. Sipping tea with ice, mmm, chai spice. Living right, paint the colors that we see. Playful deeds, planting seeds in our garden. Pour you a drink, just let, just say, uh, when. Sell the produce, money we spend on tea and rice, desserts and spice, chocolate bites, sheets of white, hammocks and kites for the windy days, in the warm weather, no need for a sweater or clothes made of leather, just linen and cotton sash and minimal wear, food to share, looky there, everything's fair, live without a care, beats to blare, couches, no chair. Lazy boy. That's there, smoke in the air, blues oh so fair, pinks and oranges in the sunset glare. Let's dive in and get wet, water and sweat as we walk through the sand beneath our feet tread. Where we began is where we will end, two hearts and souls asleep in bed. That's number one. Uh, I wrote this for um, New Year's. So if you guys are willing, um, just do the countdown with me at the end of the poem. <laughs> All right, thank you. Holidays celebration in many ways. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, food for many days. Turkey and fish, lights and trees, flights and cruises on the seas. Relatives coming from far and wide, fills the family up with pride. Heartfelt coming from the inside. Everyone is feeling alive making room in the house for many kinds, care applied for bedrooms and rides, home filled with new and old, mattresses unrolled, taxis roam to pick up the seniors, the children grown, phone up the cousins, uncles and aunties, staunch at the door, hugs are wanted for many more, bring all the baggage and put it on the floor, not for the boots, put them on the plastic racks, hangers for the jackets, records playing holiday tracks, Children bringing homework from old classes. City Hall celebration for the masses. Um, carol singer passes. Sales at the mall. Presents for the tall and the small. Went to the store, spent the money for it all. Sent for a reservation at the restaurant order. Menus for all of what the people want. New clothes that the women flaunt. Leave a big tip, go home and watch movies. Bake cookies, make toffee. Feed the babies, send letters, feeling better, belly full on crackers and cheddar, Rudolph Threader, Santa Claus and elves, tinsel and confetti, ready for the party, hearty meals, presents sealed, kids play charades, game boys like arcades, gingerbread men decorated with sugar paste, snow floating onto the trees, cool breeze, 
snowmen placed in with stones and carrots, horse-drawn carriages, elements of vestiges, snowflakes resting on the precipice, classic music flowing through the rest of us, no fuss, cinnamon cookies and snowballs, hills to slide as the snow falls, melodies called the children home, as the lovers go for a walk and roam, houses decorated with the decorated with lights and tinsel chrome. Christmas Eve, everyone it excites, people's own. Wrapping their gifts while the stereo plays melodious riffs, the children sit down and watch the Grinch as they eat marshmallows and drink hot chocolate. Time to go to bed, cuddle up to the relatives and read nighttime stories as we eat like forays, Lind truffles, exotic cheeses, last page of the book as it, as it pleases. Taped up paper of wishless candy cane twists above the children's bed, kiss the top of every child's head, uh, snuggled in as the parents stay up instead of snowflakes falling out the windows, adults stay up and watch TV shows. Ice cream, chocolates, and cookie dough, blankets and pillows as the wind blows. Morning, wake up as the coffee chimes, take the last chocolate off the calendar time. Children come downstairs on a dime. They run for presents, no need for a line. Surprises, gasps as they open the box. Some are happy and some are shocked. Satisfaction set aside the cost. Free day, play set aside the clocks. Neighbors welcome in, no need for locks. New Year's soon, New York City drops the rock. Many merrymakers around the block. Food is full, beverages stocked. Outside hats, coats and mitts and socks. Fireworks and firewood sparklers that fit the mood, mistletoe, kiss, I guess I think I could. Everyone is warm and good. TV's on in Times Square to celebrate the night. Adults drink and party as the children home sleep tight. Streamers and horns, noisemakers and traffic rose. Now is the time to feel clear. Countdown to Happy New Year's. Everybody, 10. Nine, Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Thank you. Thank you very much. This one is called Grandma's Hands. What's in the pot? Coming from Grandma's hands. Home cooked coming from bottles and cans. Jars and stands, walks and pans. Homemade, homegrown, coming from quality brands. Mama's cooking, hot spice, sweet sugar and rice. Store-bought won't suffice. Hits the spot so nice, make me want to eat twice. Hash browns made with potato dice. Homemade lemonade with pieces of lemon ice. Mama's cooking is liberal but precise. That's what I like. Gravy and stuffing, gingerbread and dumplings. Zucchini loaf with crusting, cooking filled with loving. Shared with brothers and sisters, mama whips up ingredients with whiskers. Fry up towns in molasses, dippers. Heat up tea sipping at supper. Bake up vegetables on the fire. Prepare some of her food for when she's tired. Give her coffee with cream, then she's wired. Pastries fired, cookies laid to rest and cool down. Gingerbread fluffy and round. Stomach bound. 
sweet and spicy cinnamon ground salad at a, in a bake shop in town. Satisfaction, mmm, that's the sound. Salad by the pound. When it's hot, the mouths have to be blown. Hot chocolate is as it is told, because it's much better than when it is cold. S'mores and marshmallows too, in the seasoned greeting, bold and true. Heat up the tea for ginger and lemon too. Cleans up, cleans up the sneezes when you've got the flu. Hot toddy for the winter, a very welcome brew. Hot beer is a hitter, but it's nothing new. Grandma's hands, something true, or some truth. She is proof that heaven exists on earth. Thank you. And you just heard Samuel Boileau at uh, the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Again, now held. It's been over a year there at the Elm Cafe. Tell you what, let's do this and I will be right back. I mean, if there's a listener-supported radio station, it means that people can get daily, every day, a different way of looking at the world. Not just what the corporate media want you to see, but a different picture, different understanding, a different picture, different understanding. Not only can you hear it, but you can participate in it. You can add your own thoughts, you know, and you can learn something and so on. Well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way uh, people become uh, human, you know. That's the way you become human participants in a, in a social and political system. Friday evenings at 6 p.m. here on CFRC, listen to Saltwater Music, a show covering all musical genres from the East Coast of Canada. Celtic, of course, but also rock, jazz, blues, folk, and a lot more. I'm your host, Rob Carnell. Tune in to Saltwater Music Friday evening from 6 to 8 here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Or you can catch us on the web at www.cfrc.ca. And for our listeners out east, that's 7 p.m. Atlantic and 7.30 Newfoundland. The Kingston Community House for Self-Reliance, widely known as 99 York, has for 30 years been providing a central, low-cost meeting space for groups that allow like-minded people to come together to learn from one another, to share resources and trade skills. The goal of this house is to act as an integral part of the neighborhood in which it is located. On a typical evening, an autism caregiver relief group will be at 99 York, together with a 12-step organization and a transgendered support group while a social justice and homeschooling group may be booked in the following day. The community house is also available for less official functions, such as barbecues, birthday and office parties, and other social gatherings. We are proud to also serve the Queen's community. For more information, visit 99 York Street in Kingston. Go to www.99york.org, email info at 99york.org, or call 613-542-1136. Folk Everything, every Saturday morning from 10 till noon on CFRC. 
Traditional folk, modern folk, future folk, and strange deviations from the norm. Hear the legacy of folk music and discover new favorites and forgotten classics on Folk Everything. Join me every Saturday morning at 10 for a romp through folk culture here on CFRC. Says Red to James, that's a fine motorbike. Yeah, and you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. Let's go ahead and jump back in where we just left off. In the March 5th, and the journey continues, open mic reading in that monthly series. And again, the Elm Cafe. Up next in it, here is Bob McKenzie. Up next, Bob McKenzie. Let's bring him up. Okay, I brought three poems out of four that I mailed out, submitted last week. But being submitted doesn't mean you're published, of course. This is delivering the goods. There are different sorts of goods. In the end, it comes down to this. Someone must deliver the goods. We feel and touch tangible truths like rocks on the land or canned goods, solid and sometimes far too real. We feel but can't touch deeper truths laid in the air like wisps of clouds that stir the imagination. These two worlds deliver the goods out of the ether on horseback or some such beast or metaphor. The dray horse prods the dusty street drawing the heavy worldly goods with muscle-packed powerful steps. The big horse draws tangible truths out of the rising dust and home more real and solid with each step. The thoroughbred horse rides the wind, blurs into something mystical flying across the viewer's mind. This sleek beast draws what can't be touched, yet is there just beyond the mist into which the beast will soon fade. As each horse carries its own load, detail and depth have a beauty no less than images and mists. This is intersections. The muse comes only on a whim. Elusive angels come when needed to bring light. I no longer remember how we met, walking down among the arts or in some downtown Calgary cafe. Katie was 10 years older than me, already an established artist of new dimensions in sculpture. I saw her energy as artist and teacher, the magic of creating form from nothing, but mostly I saw this woman's grace, her process in art and in life, lessons for a poet feeling his way one word at a time into the future. Here the center can hold, circles within circles where the twain do meet, degrees of separation caught up in patterns somewhere near the edges. There were hours spent with Katie on the streets and in her hillside carriage house home above the city. 
encouragement and advice over tea in her kitchen or her large studio to a poet not yet steady on his feet. The past tumbles slideshow images from another life, another world gone, memories flash, time passes. Memory flickers like old time movie images of this artist I knew long ago who helped the fledgling learn to fly. Poems written long ago remain portraits of Katie in her studio or home, casually filling that space with love and beauty. Tumbled down yellow hair under blue bonnet, artist stands one with children as they learn. Portraits of this artist as a young woman, teaching children the joy of making art, forming future artists as they mold clay. Framed in the window of unfinished buildings, children shaping soft clay form heads of unknown men. The artist smiles as her children mold. And this is painted black. May 1606, bored and swaggering, painters and swordsmen prowl Rome's streets, wolf pack desperate for a fight. Hunting with his pack, a brawler driven by anger, Michelangelo Caravaggio, his sword slashing easy as a brush across canvas, murders a man. None of Caravaggio's patrons, no friends in high places, none could clear his name, not in time. Painted into a corner, the artist fears execution. Caravaggio flees, slips out of Rome to Naples, to Malta, to Sicily, back across Italy, again to Naples. His style darkens, revels in darkness, more complete and absorb absorbing of light. Caravaggio seeks papal pardon, a chance to return to Rome, but an angry moment kills hope and the darkness overtakes him. Trained to join the Order of Malta, he almost kills a member knight. Instead of receiving pardon, Caravaggio flees again, murderous record doubled. In Naples, Caravaggio completes two final paintings of saints. In the denial of St. Peter, dark as the paint itself, Caravaggio shows Peter denying he knows Jesus, realizing what he said he can't take back. Caravaggio's last painting, The Martyrdom of St. Ursula, is as dark or darker. In legend, Ursula headed 11,000 virgins, all but one beheaded by Huns besieging Cologne. Desiring the Virgin Ursula for his personal pleasure, the Hun leader Alden spared her, but she would not be taken. Alden's well-aimed arrow penetrated Ursula's heart. Caravaggio, in his black moods, understands all too well Alden's dark look of regret, realizing what he has done. Thank you. Bob McKenzie, let's give him another hand. And that was Bob McKenzie at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, and this will be the final poet you'll hear this hour, but up next in it, here is Meg Freer. 
Up next, Meg Freer. Let's bring her up. Thanks, Bruce. I'll start with a very short poem. It just has four lines. It's called, At Least You Left a Light On. You closed and locked all the doors and windows, burned all relevant bridges, heard no music in this bleak place. This next poem is an antidote to that one. <laughs> I wrote it for a couple of friends of mine. It's called Small Story of a Calm Space. <coughs> I envision them in Victorian costume. She in a silk dress and dainty shoes, he in waistcoat and top boots. With poise and a certain diffidence, she plays the complicated novella of their lives on the grand piano as he listens, first beside, then behind her, the scene far from the outside world, unspoiled as black coffee on a moonless night. This is called The Damaged Seek You Out. This is for all those who listen to other people, anyone who works for social justice, and especially for the Sisters of Providence here in Kingston. The Damaged Seek You Out. You would know their faces if you were blind. The lonely, the broken in spirit, mind or limb. Animals who offer their last frozen breath. You hear the rag and bone man's cry, reach across, reach across social boundaries to wipe them away. Listen to those whose stories need to be heard. Golden light shines on St. Vincent de Paul, his gentle stained glass face surrounded by red rosettes as he comforts the barefoot children who come to him. Shadows of leaves blow in a breeze and red roses still bloom in late October along the fence beside the chapel, a touchwood of hope in these times. A crow waits for you on the path, vanishes by lake-born magic, and you see bones and feathers on a branch, flowers in roadside dust. Timing, you say, smoke and mirrors, and the earth drinks saints' tears. This is called Views from the Ninth Floor. Snow turns to rain, dulls the lake view. And I remember when we skied alone on the frozen lake below your country house. And you told me things I shouldn't have heard, but I listened. Just like I ate when you set a huge plate of pierogies before me the first time I met you. And the food and chatter continued. More baking in a year than I would do in a lifetime. And now, the dynamics of your large family continue to overwhelm and amaze me as we bear witness to your life that fades away in this hospital room where your oxygen bag reminds me of little bags of plain popcorn that you sent home with my children every time they came to visit a healthy snack to go with the cake and cookies. This is called Rely on Mystery. A single milkweed plant has sprung 
from seeds I scattered last fall, and I almost fancy myself a gardener, except that so much potential died with the plants that didn't grow. The door left open says, forgiven, the only word not worn away from the top of a gravestone, where sumac's summer green reveals the art of dying. This is my last poem. How's your science vocabulary? This is called lenticular valentines. Lenticular has to do with lenses and anything lens-shaped. So this poem is about vision and light and seeing things how we perceive people. Lenticular valentines. Typically, the odd couple meets up at the cheese table. Tension and force scatter boulders, hot diamond born on glassy shores where green ice whispers around glaciers. Clouds rest on the leeward side of the mountains. Sweet adrenaline wears a shade of blue that needs some UV to get excited. In math, odd doesn't mean strange. And real isn't the opposite of fake. Crumpled balls of paper follow laws when thrown across a room. Does yours imply the existence of mine? The smaller the lens, the sharper the view. Sprinkle sand to reflect the light. Sculpt a passage from four to you. Thank you. Let's make free or let's give her another hand. And you just heard Meg Freer at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Again, always at the Elm Cafe now. And we'll continue with more from that evening's reading in the second hour this afternoon. I uh, do have a bit of time, not really enough time, to air another poet and uh, do what I need to do to close the hour. So I'm going to share a few upcoming events. Uh, first, before I do that, though, I wanted to say I hope you uh, do stay tuned for the second hour and uh, uh, more poetry again, as I mentioned, uh, to go along with the first few poets you heard uh, in uh, the opening portion of this. It was a busy and full night that night, so we won't even get them all in today, so there will be some more that will follow uh, probably next week. And I do want to thank you for having tuned into the first hour today. You have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC. My name is Bruce, here every Friday from 4 to 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, just uh, should mention that both hours of Finding a Voice each week are uploaded to my blog space for it shortly after I get home. And you can find it there for up to four years, the, each show uh, at Finding a Voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. You can get my event sheet. I uh, don't have any pressing uh, calls for submissions. There's nothing expiring really quickly. Uh, so, But there are several events that are coming up. So I think I'm going to move into that first. I don't think I'll get through them. Uh, 
this hour, but again, I will have a few minutes at the end of the second hour as well. I'll try to get through some more of these, and if there's time, then I might uh, throw in a couple of calls for submissions. But the first one is actually coming up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, musical duo, Saf Decaf, uh, Haley Sarfeld and uh, Steph Kilak are uh, the members of that musical group, and they started in December... Uh, they call it their Hot Chocolate Charity Concert Series at 99 York. And, uh, and uh, what they do is each month uh, they sponsor uh, a different charity. And uh, this month's charity is going to be uh, the Loving Spoonful, which is an organization that, among a number of other things, uh, picks up... Uh, food that is still good uh, and uh, gets it to people that can use it uh, rather than it just going to waste. So I know some of the places they pick them uh, pick the food up while it's still good uh, at like restaurants and things like that left over and uh, not even sure all that they do. I will probably find out even more that day. But anyway, uh, they've been doing that. It's really cool. Uh, they, it's a uh, $10 uh, pay what you can, uh, but all of the money goes to the charity. So it's coming up actually tomorrow afternoon from 2 to 4.30, again, at the Community House, 99 York Street. Uh, there is a Facebook event page, so if you put Hot Chocolate, Safety Caps, uh, Hot Chocolate Charity Concert Series, or any combination of those words, uh Facebook search engine will probably pull it up for you. It's always been fun. It started in December. I've been to everyone. I have a blast. So you just hear some really good musicians that are there, and it's all vetted, and uh, you know who you're going to be listening to when you come. So that's pretty cool. Uh, coming up Tuesday, April 2nd, uh, 7 p.m. at the Renaissance, which is at 285 Queen Street, right downtown Kingston. Uh, it's the next in the biannual series of launches featuring work submitted by students of Carolyn Smart's uh, second year advanced creative writing course at uh, Queens. And uh, it's going to be a blast. I've been to a number of these, and it's a beautiful venue, so I'd really encourage you uh, to, if you get a chance, check that out. I do know a couple of the authors in it this year, so that's going to be cool. Also that same night, though, is the next In the End, The Journey Continues open mic reading series, uh, of which you're listening today. And so uh, doors open at 6.30. There will be a barista on hand uh, throughout the evening to uh, give you espresso drinks or coffee or tea. And uh, there are some goodies there. Usually there's pastry and uh it is a licensed cafe, so there you go. And uh, doors open again at 6.30. The event runs from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And uh, the, uh, the Elm Cafe, 303 Montreal Street. Uh, it's right on the corner of Montreal and Charles, so not too far off, Princess. And... Uh, Got time for one more. Another one happening that same evening, but this one is in Tweedsmuir. Uh, 
Tweedsmere. It's in Tweed. It's at the Tweedsmere Tavern. Uh, so it's in downtown Tweed. But it's called the First Tuesday Muse. They, too, are a first Tuesday night of the month uh, poetry series. And they meet at the same location for all of theirs. Again, Tweedsmere Tavern, downtown Tweed, April 2nd uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, if you also uh, go to Facebook, they do have a uh, group page, actually, for that series. And it's the first Tuesday Muse. So there you go. And you'll find it there. And I'll tell you what, it just hit 5 o'clock, but I've got something that's coming through. So let's do this, and I'll catch you right after that. Yusuf Fakiri is on a speaking tour to address the case against his brother, Solomon Fakiri, in addition to the broader themes of mental health, correctional systems in Ontario, and the need for reform. Please join Yusuf Fakiri for the screening of the Fifth Estates episode of Jail Death, What Happened to Solomon Fakiri at Kingston Hall, Room 200, on Monday, March 25th, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash justice for Solly. And I see that that is an event that has passed, but it probably needs mentioning again. So there you go. And with that, welcome back into the second hour of today's show. It's just about maybe a minute past five o'clock. And you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, my name is Bruce, and again, here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6, we do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca. In this second hour, again, uh, from the March 5th open mic at uh, the Yam Cafe, you'll hear readings by Sandra Walton, Alyssa Cooper, Matt Drabenstadt, Lyle Miriam, Quentin Kerr, Kinman, Alyssa, I'm sorry, Allison Chisholm, and Carlos Pimienta. And uh, this first, though, just a usual hourly announcement. Occasionally some poetry, spoken order, music played on this show may contain strong language, but it's all played in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. Again, I will have, I do think I'm going to end the show with a little bit of music again this afternoon because I haven't really done that a lot. Uh, so, but uh, I think I'll still have time to get through at least the events happening between now and the first part of next week. So it should work out. Uh, so I'll spend a few minutes doing that at the end of the readings this hour. Tell you what, I'm just going to shut up and uh, we're going to move back into the March 5th. And the journey continues open mic reading in that monthly series at, again, the Elm Cafe. And in it, here is Sandra Walton. One more uh, reader before the break. Let's bring up Sandra Walton. Here. Woo! 
poems to read. After a frenzied day yesterday, I accomplished much, though. This is just a little ditty called Black or White. No, this isn't a story about Michael Jackson, nor is it about ebony and ivory. It's more about black and white, what is and what isn't. Not even what is right or wrong, just that's the way it is, baby. Accept it or not, avoid choosing you cannot. The past cannot be changed, but from now until eternity, each moment is another chance to turn it all around. This one I haven't named yet. Again, dealing with the past. What is the past, what is in the past, cannot be changed. Only from this moment is there a chance to turn it all around, as is every passing second. Change is immutable, though negotiable. This is called she. Who can answer in her defense with truth? But those who are long past or deep in the dementia of half memories and blurry dreams of old age. Gaze if you dare into those baby blues whose omniscient shadows you should fear. This is one I wrote, my mother passed away about six years ago. And this is just my feelings of what I thought she might have experienced in her last few days. It's called Broken. She did not want to be anything but gone. She fought them, called the doctors all sorts of names, gave her things away. She was done. This was not the life she signed up for. What the you could see it in her eyes every time she turned to you. Words she couldn't speak, realizing perhaps that it was pointless to fight. So she didn't. Neither did she eat. How could she? Could we? Suddenly, her world had been turned into a cacophony of relentless noise and fetid air more strangers in any day than she had in the whole previous year to years. Far from the quiet solitude of her cozy one-bedroom apartment, now surrounded by strangers scurrying to and fro and shadow people everywhere. They lined the hallways in their wheeled chariots that they could no longer wheel, if ever they could their spastic hands and arms flailing in all directions as if trying to take flight. Some stare with unseen eyes, some watch intensely all the time, the drool sliding down their faces. Some speak, but it's not to you or anyone in particular. They mumble strange thoughts 
what conversations they thought they were having. Imagine waking up to find yourself locked into this alien world. If I could not myself but understand the need for release, it did not take long for her mind to convince her body to give up. Sandra Walton, let's give her another hand. And that was Sandra Walton at the March 5th, and the journey continues. Uh, open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is Alyssa Cooper. We've heard some really great poetry tonight. Let's give those so far another hand. <laughs> Coming up next, Alyssa Cooper. Let's bring her up. do this but I'm going to start out with a poem by someone else because I just bought this book by Mary Lambert. It's called Shame is an Ocean I Swim Across and it's giving me all the feelings. <laughs> so this is a piece called I Will Fill a Tub with Iceberg Lettuce. If I told you about the bathtubs I wish I owned just to kill myself artfully you'd probably say hey this girl is fucking nuts. Maybe just two. One for utility, for the nightmare thing, and the second clawfoot to fill with iceberg lettuce. Not soggy, sad lettuce, but crisp and happy, glistening in the sheen of light. After I've drowned myself, you can put me on a bed of leaves, and it won't be figurative either. Like, actually put me on top of the lettuce, like a Christmas pig or a roast beef, let the vultures come to me, I just... I mean to say, gosh, I still feel like dying these days. The meds are pretty good about shutting up the choir of crazy, but when you have an obsession with the glory of your own death, they don't tell you about the swarm of bees that race up your mouth when you talk about your own incest. I mean, insects, do you know that there are stingers in your stomach lining waiting for you to speak just so they can nudge you? Do you remember when the doctor put me on tranquilizers? They were so scared I was really going to kill myself. I was sort of scared too, and I was asleep all the time, and I fell asleep in class. And my teacher sent me to detention, and the detention teacher told me that I didn't belong there and sent me to the nurse, and I slept there. And I learned that you'll eventually end up where you're supposed to be, whether it's the nurse's office or in college or in office typing away, thinking about the first time that you saw a girl by a water fountain. When I was in detention, I drew a bathtub that had huge leaves of iceberg lettuce sitting it, and I thought I was being clever. I mean, sure, I haven't sliced open my breasts with a rusty piece of glass for a couple years now, but the important thing you should know is that I saved the piece of glass. It's in a box in the garage, and we have lots of lettuce in the fridge. All the feelings. <laughs> so I'm also gonna read a couple of pieces by me. Uh, this first one is called Tinker Toy Heart. Um, it was published in the last issue of Freelit Magazine, and they're open for submissions till the 15th? 13th. 13th, okay. 
So freelitmagazine.com, they love local submissions. Ashley is amazing, so if you have anything you want published, maybe send it her way and she'll think about it. So this is Tinker Toy Heart. <clears throat> Tinker Toy Heart ticking in my chest, keeping time. Pushes oil through my veins and I bend like pistons, move like machines, there is no fluidity here. My muscles are cold steel, never learned how to feel, not the way that soft things are supposed to. For something so well loved, I am terrible at loving. My eyes like viewfinders, framing photos in place of memories, finger poised, gold plated. My heartbeat is the satisfying snap of the shutter. But there is no film here, no flash drive memory. The cavern inside my metal skull is echoing, empty, echoing, empty, echoing, empty. You will love me well will rub your blood into my steel flesh as if your warmth might bring me to life. Use your tongue to lubricate my pistons. Cut your teeth on the wires that complete my circuits. You will turn your key in my tinker toy heart to keep it beating, to keep the clock hands turning. You will breathe into exhaust vents in hopes of filling my lungs, and I will be grateful. I will take photos, tick of the clock, snap of the shutter, my operating system will attempt to load the .exe of humanity, will alt F4, all the things that came before, but metal memories are short. My metal mind is fleeting, there is no room between the gears of a clockwork heart for love. And when the tinker toy winds down, when I close my eyes and you slip from the frame, I promise, you will be the first thing that I forget. So this next one is untitled. Um, I just joined a group called the Gridlock Collaborative Community Project. Um, we just got accepted to the Storefront Fringe Festival. So, <laughs> so we have to write a show before this summer. And we got three actors, a poet, a musician and a dancer, so that's been really interesting. Um, so this is just something I wrote during one of our um, like workshop sessions. We're kind of playing with the idea of uncertainty and comfort zones, and this is really fun. So this is what I wrote for them most recently. Drawing out lines in sidewalk chalk, South Ontario mandalas blowing dust into the wind with hands like rainbows, and I'm waiting for the rain. Draw out my timeline like spider webs, delicate, because we never touch the same water twice. Head goes left and heart goes right, body follows both, and I am torn in half, torn to pieces, distributed like stars across the wide night sky, all burning and bright, and I will never be wiped clean the same way again. It's different every time I self-destruct. It changes different colored dust in my teeth, different shapes to the cracks in my molars. I had to learn to speak with my hands. Tongue turns to stone when things get absurd. When I step outside the chalk box, mouth turns to the marble. My spine is a pole with no direction. Compass rose in my solar plexus, spinning, 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 and I can't find the earth beneath my feet. I am a ship becalmed in the harbor, anchor resting useless on a salted deck. I am the hanged man, limp sail, strangled foot, correcting my motion down to stillness. I am frozen. This indecision tastes like winter, smells like ice. I don't know who I am when the chalk dust settles. 
Call me artist, call me poet, call me beating heart in a cage of bone, but what is the distance between one rib and the next? How many stories are tattooed on my skull, the told and the untold? What misstep taught my mouth to swallow feeling, taught my gut to melt emotion? When did my softness start turning to stone, fossilization, calcification, precocious child, gap to smile? What has become of my potential? Remember the feeling of summer sun between shoulder blades. Remember the weight of wings fermenting inside your spine. Remember those paths still glittering before you, pulled out thin like strands of spider silk, endless and inescapable. This is a prayer to all the versions of me who once drew mandalas in chalk on sidewalks. This is a prayer to spiders. This is a prayer for rain. Thank you. Was Alyssa Cooper? Let's give her another hand. Yeah, and you just heard Alyssa Cooper at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Again, always held now at the Elm Cafe. Up next in it, here is Matt Drabenstadt. Up next, Matt Drabenstadt. Did I get it right? Let's bring him up. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Drabenstadt. This is my first time here. And let me just say thank you. This is such a rare and safe and sacred space. So I hope you appreciate it as much as I do. Three years ago, uh, I lost my sister to suicide, and uh, poetry has been a very helpful outlet. This is a poem I wrote um, during Suicide Prevention Week, and it's dedicated to you. A somersault. No. Yes, definitely a backflip. I could do backflips in the space of my heart that you fill. I have never done a backflip. My chiropractor, Mike, says my body is well-aged for 29. I prefer seasoned. Seasoned sounds delicious, not broken. The next time we go out for Taco Tuesday, consider it on me. I hear guacamole and modelo are the deepest kind of communion. Double dip, sip, share, where do the hours go? Love is spicy and smothered in queso. I'm horrendous at telling people about the galaxies of love that I have for them. My therapist, Chris, says it's unrealistic to maintain more than eight close relationships. I told her to dream bigger. <laughs> Love is still the most powerful force on the planet. If I had a degree from Hogwarts, I would explode confetti over your head every time I thought of you. 
beautiful you. Your kindness is my heart's number one karaoke hit. Your love punches holes through my darkness, light bright style. Growing up, age 14-ish, I went to two summers of space camps. That's right, astronaut. If and when I complete my NASA training, I am going to take you to space with me. Just think, interstellar road trip, front row Northern Lights IMAX, shooting star discos, and light years of endless, weightless backflips. Thank you. That was Matt Draden's staff. And that was Matt Draben's uh, Matt Drabenstadt at the March fifth. And the journey continues. Uh, open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is Lyle Miriam. Up next, Lyle Miriam. Let's bring him up. first piece I'm going to read tonight is called The Old Man on the Corner. There's an old man on the corner. He sits there in a lawn chair with a lunchbox and a violin playing in the open air. Some people stop to listen, but most just walk on past his little island of leisure in a world that moves too fast. What's the old man's story on the corner in his lawn chair? Does the playing give him pleasure? though most don't seem to care. I spoke to him the other day. I asked him how he did. He put his thermos back in his lunchbox and slowly closed the lid. He said, I'm doing just fine, young lad. Though my life may be nearly done, I've got my fiddle and I've got my lawn chair and a place to sit in the sun. Folks say my playing's not the best, and though that may be true, I'm happy just to sit and play, and I make a buck or two. I stood there for a little while and listened to him play, then I dropped a toonie in his case and continued on my way. But it seems we'd all be better off taking time from our daily run for a fiddle and a lawn chair and a chance to play in the sun. This next one is called Requiem. The body is rusted, the seats are torn, the engine seized and the springs are worn. You once were a family's pride and joy, a sign of prosperity and dad's favorite toy. For going to church and trips downtown and visits the family, you took them around. Till the kids grew up and you aged too, and mom wanted something smaller and new. You passed on to others, became a project in shop, when they learned of your workings from bottom to top. For after-school cruising and a few weekend trips, they're coming of age with all of its slips. Until school days ended and they had to move on, an agreement was reached. The car must be gone. 
You were bought by a farmer who said just what I need for checking on livestock and carrying seed. You traveled the back roads, the pastures and hills, the hayfields and barnyards, the swamps and the rills. When your rumble was stilled with all it imparts, came your final indignity as a source of spare parts. Now there you sit, alone in a field, with none of the power you used to wield. Where is the pride you used to inspire? Where the joy, even love, where, indeed, are your tires? If those who knew you in bygone years could see you now, would they shed a few tears? Or is it more likely they'd smile and say, I had one of those, and go on their way? The next one is called Yard Sale. Board games and baseball gloves, books and DVDs, a family's entire history spread out for all to see. Strangers sorting through the lot, looking for a deal. Five bucks for the whole collection? Man, that's really a steal. The house is being emptied now that the family's grown and scattered in all directions, making history of their own. The real estate agent has been here. He spent a lot of time. He's coming back on Monday and putting up a sign. Soon there will be new kids living on this street, making their own histories, marching to their own beat. One day, one day they too will leave behind their artifacts for all to see, their board games and baseball gloves, their books and DVDs. And the last one is called Dark Horses. Horses, black horses, thunder through my dreams. Are they an omen, a warning, that all is not as it seems? Horses, dark horses, running through the night. Have they come to bring a message? or just to give me a fright. Black horses in your dreams, my forebears used to say, foretell that someone close to you will soon be called away. There was a little black pony who came one summer bright to nibble from our haystack in the early morning light. He only came at one time, but left his tracks behind to show he wasn't just a project of someone's dreaming mind. Last night I lay awake and pondered what it means when those horses, black horses, thunder through my dreams. Thank you. That was Lyle Merriam. Let's give him another hand. And you just heard Lyle Merriam at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series, again, now held at the Elm Cafe. Tell you what, let's do this, and uh, I'll be right back. I said hip-hop, I hit it to the hippie to the hip-hip-hop. You don't stop the rock to the bang-bang-boogie, say up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie the beat. Tune in to CFRC 101.9 FM every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for a majestic mix of classic gems and new indie on Spice Machine. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, girl power. Feminism. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. 
feeling stressed about school? Have questions about resources or getting involved on campus? Feel like you need some support? Come stop by the Peer Support Center. The Peer Support Center is a drop-in space that's completely confidential and non-judgmental where you can talk to a fellow peer about anything. We're located in the basement of the JDUC in room 34 and we're open seven days a week from noon to 10 p.m. No issue is too big, too small, or too diverse. Everyone is welcome. Do you like to dance? Tune into The Hustle with DJ Bolt every Friday night between 11 p.m. and midnight. Where you'll hear all the newest dance, electronic, French touch, booty bass, ghetto, deep, and tech house remixes and more. Let The Hustle take you to midnight and beyond at 11 p.m. on 4 to the Floor Fridays. Only on CFRC 101.9 FM. Walk Home is one of the services provided to you by the Alma Mater Society at Queen's University. Walk Home is a completely confidential and anonymous service where students will pick you up and walk you to any location within our extensive boundaries. We are located in the Lower Cayley of the John Deutsch University Centre. You can request a walk by dropping by the kiosk or by calling 613-533-9255 during our hours of operation. We are open every night from dusk till 2am, Sunday to Wednesday, or till 3am from Thursday to Saturday. During exam season, we are open until 4am. Last year, we completed over 10,000 walks, walking the equivalent distance of crossing the width of Canada and back. So whether you're feeling unsafe, want someone to walk with after a night at the library, or feel more comfortable walking downtown with someone, call Walk Home. If you have any questions about the service, please feel free to contact us by calling 613-533-9255 or by emailing walkhome at ams.queensview.ca. And you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. Let's go ahead and jump back into the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is Quentin Kerr. Up next, Quentin Kerr. Let's bring him out. Just one poem today, uh, it's also untitled. Part one. You ask only to be free. Your children, they are ghosts now, thinner and hungry. Their eyes are your eyes, their tongues slip between your teeth. I know you are bare and squandered claw at the feet of the living, prod and grasp each knuckled vertebra, ask about his mother in 1977, or the rockets over Cape Canaveral. Crack the bone, lick clean the yolk, it's immaterial. Redose, chew and swallow, shoot to kill, but it's your body, paper thin and folded. Snow-blind limbs sprawled, lungs leaking dust on the white kitchen tile. Part two. 
Take care, she says, as you tug at the frayed edges just beneath your skin. Take hold. Draw back the thin, red-black membrane, glistening ganglia stippled with quivering fat. Wake up tired, shower in the dark. But you came here to get away from it all. Let your teeth shatter. Let your twisting larynx gasp and die, refuse to float, become still, and sink. Part three. Sink. And down here, there is no light. Breathe in. Close your eyes. My blood is not red. My feet are torn, but they will heal. I know you are tired. Let your arms grow long. Let your fingers fall and root among the good, strong smell of the earth. Remember the Florida coast, your mother's hand in yours, a lone rocket splitting the night sky, its material. Reach out, feel the wriggle against the cage of your fingers. Catch and release. Open your eyes. The puddle in your palm is Lake Ontario. The body in the lake is mine. My name is on your lips. We both must bleed. Speak now or hold your peace. Remember, you ask only to be free. It's Clinton Carr, everybody. Let's give him another hand. And that was Quentin Kerr at the uh, March 5th. And the journey continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here he is, Kinman. Up next, Kinman. Let's bring him up. Well, today would be... um, Carnival Tuesday back in the island I came from, Trinidad. This will be last lap time, I believe. Um, this is a bit dated though, back in the 60s, just out of colonial, being independent and so on. Um, I wonder what title, this is basically Shakespeare and Trinidad Mass. My youth was taken with Shakespeare's despair and hopes. With darkness sinking in like Othello's in a Venetian world, his oars rolling over my memories of the deceit and doom. In Trinidad, in Pinar, in Cedar Hill, I recall a carnival with mother taking her children to witness the thrill. Jab jab, cracking bull pistol on the road, and in your face, devils. In China, Grandfather, an official in the Kuming town, on Sunday, plays a cortesian in a pantomime, in love and maybe reject, and acting out that we recognize. 
an acting of a recognized of what lies buried in the everyday. A, plan, a grand illusion with little distinction between sleep and wake. So like the prophets, we insist on good and evil, the top of opposites that describes our journey into the light and shade of this world. In two days, we embark on one not that different from Dante's, minstrels with high lords, jamets with damn Lorraines, our Shakespeare carnival in a flow of colors on the street, our queens from behind the bridge, our kings from warehouses and offices. The walls have come down, and for a time, home is the street. With rubber and pan, music in the noise, human near basic in needs, the rum flowing and emotions raw and exposed in a masquerade. And come Ash Wednesday, ashes and forehead with a walk back to despair and hope. Um, and these are a little bit, don't really have titles to this, but I guess as time marches on. In a swirl of events, it is easy to chase the wind, to watch and stand still, others flowing past me, the scarf in flight to describe a moment, the veil of the faithful, a face teasing out emotions. Around it, hair as light as the air easing by, and the world is lost for seconds beyond count. The score no longer matters. Age becomes the moss and rock. Out of the masses, once young and unsure, a soul to know the dread and joy of being here. The face near plastic, a name hard to locate from the eyes. So many thoughts I had of ways to lift the veil and behold, as I did once, another life. If the child doesn't ask, the bird, and even the spider would, Byzantium's goal means little when it fall to the rest. And alas, sometimes the understated is all one needs to decide. The rosebush with its last bloom, the bloated goldfish, these are hard memories that I use. A stone yielding to a chisel, a word that is now mine. These are the shadows on a soul, a mystery that envelops me as I sweat and toil. Where exactly is that soul I cannot answer in light that tells me yet of another transformation in a flow that shadows and foreshadows? So I lock onto a smile as if it were a window to a home that I can journey back and forth from to myself barely knowing who I was. As things grow commonplace, they become like spots on my skin, time in the sun without many that knew me differently. Thank you. Kinman, let's give him another hand.
And you just heard Kinman uh, at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Up next in it, here is Allison Chisholm. Up next, Allison Chisholm. Let's bring her up. shoe, a critical eye, a prompt response, a port of entry, 
a best case scenario, ships in good repair, the business side of things, criminal activity, my vital signs, words to live by. Allison Chisholm, let's give another hand. And that was Allison Chisholm at uh, the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. Again, always held now at the Elm Cafe. Up next in it, here is Carlos Pimienta. Up next, Carlos Pimiento. Is that Pimienta. close? Pimiento? Oh, close enough. Okay, thank you. Bring him up. Suena el fandango sureño en el llano amanecido y todo lo acontecido queda guardado en el sueño. El tiempo no tiene dueño y el son no conoce final. Es como el cañaveral que al cortarlo se renueva, agua que nace en la cueva de un eterno manantial. So, what I just said is called a decima, uh, that could be translated to a tenth, and that's because uh, it's something that has ten lines, and each line has either seven or eight syllables. And you can uh, use these decimas uh, for a type of traditional folk music in Mexico, that is called Son Jarocho, and you can either just like say, say them, or you can uh, sing them as well. And uh, this type of music in Mexico, Son Jarocho, is originated from the clash between the indigenous cultures, uh, the African people that came as slaves to Mexico, and the Spanish people. So it's like a very, very special type of music in Mexico, so I really encourage you to travel to Veracruz and attend <laughs> a fandango which is the party uh, where you play this kind of music. And Fandango is actually the topic of this poem, or of this tenth. And the idea of Fandango is bringing together the music, the dancers, the lyrics, the food, the decoration, everything together is the Fandango. And this is like a very freestyle translation of what I just said. The Southern Fandango is sounding at the awakened plainlands. And everything that has happened goes stored within dreams. Time has no owner, and our song has no ending. It is like the sugarcane fields that renew themselves when you chop them, like the water that, drunk, that like the water that burns that burns from the cave of an eternal spring. And the second one is. Carocha sota, ventina, mestiza, criolla, mulata, tu bambolion me desata como tormenta marina. Y mi trova repentina le canta al bendito Dios que me prestó a mi la voz, que te dio a ti el sentimiento, que nos regaló el momento para mirarnos los dos. And this tenth is more about love, and a very free translation is. Woman from Southeast Mexico, no matter your lineage, the way that you move unravels me, like a storm in the sea. And my student song sings to the Holy Spirit, 
who lent me the voice, who gave you the emotion, who gifted us a moment to look at each other. Thank you. That's Carlos Pimienta. And you just heard Carlos Pimienta at the March 5th and the Journey Continues open mic reading in that monthly series. And from that series, I still have, I don't know, about another hour's worth of readings to air. So over the course of next week, I might be able to get them in next week or uh, patch them in over the course of the next few weeks. But I'm counting here, two, four, five... Still looks like eight readers from that reading, so you're going to hear the rest of them very soon here. Tell you what, I need to do this one more time, and I will be right back once again. The Four Directions Aboriginal Student Center, located at 146 Berry Street, offers resources and services for Aboriginal students at Queen's University. Among its many services, the center offers a Three Sisters Feast Weekly on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. at the center, prepared by staff or a guest chef. The center is open daily, Monday to Friday, and hosts events throughout the year. For more information, visit queensu.ca slash fdasc. The staff at Martha's Table provides a caring place where people in need can have nutritious meal for only $1. Now you can get involved in this great cause. Martha's Table is looking for volunteers to help in the kitchen, at the drop-in center, picking up food, or even being a friendly face at fundraising events. Volunteer orientation is every Thursday at 4.30 in the drop-in center, and volunteers must be 14 years of age or older. You can donate using a credit card through marthastable.ca, or you can send your donation by mail, cash, check, or bank draft. Martha's Table, 629 Princess Street, it's volunteering, donating, or anything else that you can offer Martha's Table, visit their website, marthastable.ca. And I do want to spend a, now well, at least several minutes here. Looks like we've got about four or five minutes uh, to share some upcoming events. But uh, first, uh, I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. You have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. Here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And as I always do at the end of every hour or try to... uh, need to remind you that each hour of this show each week uh, will be uploaded to my blog space for it shortly after I get home, after the show ends. And uh, you can find it at uh, Finding a Voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. It will remain there for four years. And I'm going to jump now back into a few more events because there are some more coming up uh, this week. Uh, the Union Gallery, in fact, there are two on Wednesday. Uh, the Union Gallery uh, will be hosting a poetry reading event in celebration of National Poetry Month because we'll enter that on April 1st as well. And uh, they've had a call uh, for submissions open, and this is for student and emerging poets, uh, and that was that happened earlier this month. And... Uh, the theme, oh, the League of Canadian Poets has declared National Poetry Month's theme this year to be nature. And so I anticipate there will be a number of readings 
uh, that will be reflective of that. That will be Wednesday, April 3rd, 6 to 7.30 p.m. at, again, the Union Gallery. I think every, I know everybody on campus knows where that is, but for anyone else, it's the first floor, Stoffer Library uh, here at Queen's University, and that's right on the corner of Union and University. And then after that, that evening, uh, and sort of crosses over, uh, and there is a... Uh, Kingston Anthology launch in reading again, it too, in uh, celebration of National Poetry Month. A bookstore launch in reading from a book, an anthology called What the Poets Are Doing Canadian Poets in Conversation. Uh, it was published, I believe, kind of late last year by Nightwood Editions. Uh, the book's editor, Rob Taylor, uh, will be reading as part of the tour and also reading uh, locally. Uh, Stephen Hyten and Armand Garnett Rufo. And so you might want to catch that Wednesday, April 3rd, 7 p.m. Novel Idea Bookstore. I think everybody knows where that is, but it's 156 Princess Street, and it is right on the corner of Princess and Baggett. The following evening, same place, uh, Rick Prashaw will be uh, launching and reading from a memoir called Soar Adam Soar, was co-authored by his son Adam. I might just read you a quick short excerpt of it to kind of give you an idea. Adam Prashaw's life was full of surprises from the moment he was born, assigned female at birth, and with parents who had been expecting a boy, he spent years living as Rebecca Danielle Adam Prashaw before coming to terms with being a transgender man. In Soar Adam's Soar, his father, a former priest, retells Adam's story as it chronicles Adam's desire to define himself, his joyful spirit, and his love uh, of life, which continues to conquer all. Again, that is April 4th, 7 p.m., Novel Idea Bookstore, 156 Princess Street. And uh, that takes us up. Uh, the rest of the events happen after Friday, so I got them in there. So I do hope uh, you can stay tuned uh, for two hours of East Coast music uh, coming up right after, right at the top of the hour. Let's just put it that way. And uh, hosted by Rob Carnell, the show is called Saltwater Music and two hours of East Coast music uh, that he will be playing. I always enjoy his show. And uh, thank you again for tuning in today hope you all have a great week and uh, catch you here next week take us out here is mazzy star with a song called all your all my sisters this podcast is produced in collaboration with cfrc.ca in kingston ontario cfrc is located on traditional anishinaabe and haudenosaunee territory Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information, or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.